the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher took us on a science field trip to the zoo to see the okapi. Is that a fact? What did you learn about this creature? It's really cool, Grandpa. It has stripes like a zebra, but it also has split hooves. It has a really long tongue, so long that it can lick its own eyes. And that's not all. It's related to the giraffe, but it has a shorter neck. The mommy okapi is pregnant for over a year before she gives birth to a baby. Plus, my teacher said that the okapi and giraffe evolved from a common ancestor millions of years ago. Whoa there. Let's take a second to see what parts of your science field trip were scientific and what were not. What do you mean, Grandpa? Do you remember what science is supposed to be about? Oh, do you mean like things have to be observable, testable, and repeatable? Exactly. Now, what parts of what you told me are science and what parts aren't? Well, we all saw the stripes that looked like a zebra and the split hooves and super long tongue like a giraffe and that its neck is shorter than the giraffe. We didn't see the mommy copy have its baby, but I suppose that the zoo people did. Good. Those are all examples of using the scientific method. Now, what about that millions of years part? Gosh, Grandpa. Nobody could have seen or tested that. Very good. What you learned is that the giraffe is not the only example of the giraffe kind alive today. When we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 24, we read, Then God said, Let the earth produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. Strictly speaking, the Bible is not a science book. Whatever we read in it affirms what we see in nature, even learning that the Okapi and the giraffes are cousins. And that's a fact. Was that this is the product of millions of years of evolution. And yet the Bible tells us that this is just part of a created kind, part of the Okapi, giraffe, possibly zebra, I don't know what kind. It, Who knows? It could be something like the platypus. <laughs> I don't know that. The more I read about it, you know, this truly out of the ordinary like the platypus, which has a number of different aspects of different kinds of animals all in one thing just to make the evolutionists scratch their heads. So I think this could be another example of such a thing, although it's been touted as a cousin of the giraffe, and it may be Mm -hmm. the 
chromosome count would say otherwise because there's a significant difference in chromosomes. I forget which one has more, but one of them has almost twice as many as the other. So it's different in that way as far as the differences of, and of the, the giraffe and the okapi is the low frequency hearing and communication that the okapi uses to stay in touch with its fellow critters in brasonic. It's a new word. Uh, 14 hertz or less, where it's Ooh. a very low frequency, more of a vibration rather than a sound that we could hear. They can hear stuff we can't. Definitely. Interesting. And it communicates using that and has huge ears, which accentuates rather its uh, hearing ability, but it has very poor eyesight. So it makes up for it with the sound that it can hear that, uh, that others cannot. And it can communicate in low sounds to perhaps stay away from the predators. So it's a very solitary type of animal as opposed to the giraffe, which is usually a herd animal. Mm-hmm. Now, the evolutionary answer for all that, I've been, well, the thing didn't have good eyesight. So it had to develop compensating effects. Mm-hmm. And one of them had a little better hearing, and then the next one had a little better hearing so they survived a little Mm -hmm. better and that kind of stuff that does not tell us how they got communication ability with that low frequency sound right what this looks as all creation does is it looks designed correct he didn't have to have great vision because he's got other apparatus that deals with it including sound and and echolocation ability to communicate that the rest of us don't have not true echolocation but just low frequency yeah Yeah, thank you thank you for correcting that you are listening to believing the bible this is scott lane with dr carl williams and ed salzadel if you would like to learn more go to sabsa.org that is s-a-b-b-s-a.org and it's really weird in that this animal wasn't even found by Western society until about 1900 when scientists, remember Dr. Livingston, I presume? He was found by Livingston. Johnson was the one that found Livingston. And Johnson also helped save some Stand pygmies. And he helped save some pygmies from capture, from being sent off as slaves, even in the 1900s. And as a reward for that, Stanley was given these artifacts of the Okapi that they had, you know, some Okapi had fallen into some traps. And they had the skin from them, the hooves from them, the things like this. And Stanley thought, well, these guys must have messed these things up because this looks like a you know, split hoof. So it can't be anything related to a zebra because what the stripes look like a zebra. Yeah. So what the heck? Is, it's another platypus sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So what in the world is this? And until 2008, that a hunter's automatic camera found the Okapi on film. That's really recent. That really recent, yes. Which talks about that these things have been in the deep jungle well away from man. Right. They have really been in isolation. Incidentally, Carl keeps mentioning the platypus along with the okapi. There are times. The okapi may be one example. The platypus looks to be one example. The platypus makes evolutionists scratch their head to the point of bleeding because <laughs> it does not have a good transitional background. Yeah. The thing is a mammal and lays eggs and has poisonous talons and can detect shrimp via their electric sensations or impulses in their vertebrae with its duck bill, uh, duck bill and all that. <laughs> this thing is weird. And both of them look like they're God saying, okay, you figure this one out. God has a sense of humor. He does. <laughs> and in fact, the okapi <laughs> is called a living fossil because over the evolutionary time frame of at least tens of millions of years, it has changed. Whoa. <laughs> Something we just discovered, didn't even know was occurring, but it's didn't get a picture of until, was it 2008? 2008. 2008, and we have an explanation for its last hundred million years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, at least, oh. at least tens of millions of years. Give yes. me a break. Yes. Amazing how these stories... <laughs> 
the evolutionary just those stories can be mm-hmm. built and and that becomes the scientific explanation for whatever it is like the young is born and can start walking after a, a couple of weeks but doesn't defecate for the first four to eight weeks and they say well that's obviously because it doesn't want to be found therefore it doesn't defecate which would give a scent to a predator to help find it mm-hmm. that's that the was, evolutionary story yeah or maybe it's because it's drinking milk up until the time that it becomes four to eight weeks and then it starts eating solid food mm-hmm. Which makes it have a yeah. defecation. So anyway, uh, yeah, just so stories, just like that. Well, if you're talking about just so stories, the great young lady you've now got doing skits with you was talking about that this thing had evolved over millions of years, and you challenged that. How did they know that scientifically? What would the evolutionists say about how they know that scientifically? Well, because the Earth is 14, <coughs> or it's a billion years, 4.56 billion years old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we got all this time. It's got we got to account for it somehow. Yeah. I, again, what there is is there an assumption of old. Age. Correct. There's an assumption of a long period of time of transition from one form to the other. Let's talk real data. Now, I don't have it on the copy. It's a new find. Let's talk about human beings. We have mitochondrial data, which shows that every living person on the planet came from what? One, one original human female. female. Because the mitochondria only comes from the female. Only comes from the female. There's enough similarity between all of our mitochondria to show that. There is a certain difference between everybody's mitochondria based upon different alleles and based upon different mutations mutations that have gone in over the years. And so what the evolutionists did with that, because they didn't like the data at all, was that they said, okay, with an average generation only has about one mutation, and then they calculated that out to an original female somewhere in the neighborhood of about 200,000 to 500,000 years ago. That human homo sapiens species is supposed to have been put forward. Mm -hmm. Here's a problem. The actual mutation rate within that is somewhere about a hundredfold greater than that. And if you apply that to mitochondrial DNA, what you find out is that original female was somewhere between 6,000 and 8,000 years ago. Now, why is that interesting? Gee, that kind of goes along with... uh, The Bible? Yeah. Amazingly close to the Bible, like the fix is in. Yeah. The genealogies of Genesis chapter 5 and uh, chapter 11. So where's the fix? Is it in the Bible or in the genetics? Are they both telling the truth? Mm-hmm. Well, they deny the truth, and they will continue to deny the truth. Human beings have an amazing capacity for that, don't they? A house can be on fire, and we will try to tell ourselves it's not. The amount of things we will try to deny, even though it's staring us in the face, because we don't want to deal with something. In this case, we don't want to deal with God. The Okapi shows an amazing amount of design. It may be a part of a created kind. It may be a lonesome unto itself. But what it shows is an amazing ability to be able to work and adapt and be able to function in God's creation. And we need to recognize that. There has been an explosion in the number of exoplanets discovered. That's planets detected outside our solar system and other star systems. We know that we have found more than 6,000 of them. This would lead some to believe there has to be life out there. But what we have found that none of these planets and solar systems meet all of the more than 200 prerequisites for life which are made possible in this very special place we call Earth. Scientists are consistently looking for water and planets in a habitable zone around stars saying that these two things always make life possible. But they ignore the fact that, as we detail in this program, biological evolution, even with water and the right conditions, is physically, chemically, and mathematically impossible. 
Finding life out there would disprove the Bible, not God's existence. But what we know from the Bible and natural laws is this universe says that we are quite probably alone and very special creation of God. Scott Lane's book, What If God Wrote the Bible, will be released nationwide on March 2nd. Pre-orders for e-books are already available on Amazon. This book gives six evidence that God wrote the Bible and thereby gives evidence of his existence. It includes evidence of the Genesis account found in the creation accounts of other cultures all over the world. It has evidence of God and the Bible, understanding modern physics, biology, and chemistry thousands of years before man. It shows how God protected his words down from the ages and has made over 2,500 very specific prophecies with over 2,000 of them already coming to pass. This and more can be had by you if you get your copy of What If God Wrote the Bible by Scott Lane. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM 630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.